My name is Teacher Jeannie, and you're listening to Hatching Dreams, a podcast about art, life, children, and the worlds we create from our own imagination. The name Hatching Dreams came to me as I was reflecting on the kids in my art classes making art. They were hatching their dreams into something they could see and touch and feel, like little birds hatching from eggs. And I thought, how wonderful it would be to talk to others about their experiences and feelings about art as a way to hatch one's dreams. And how much fun it would be to bring children into the conversation. For they are truly some of the most creative people I know. I wonder how many people realize all the little artistic things we do every day, like arranging a bouquet of flowers, tending a garden, picking clothes to wear, playing with kids, having an interesting conversation, humming a tune, writing a letter, taking a picture of a beautiful sunset, cooking dinner and setting a table with love in our hearts. I could go on and on and on. My point being, we are all artists, and we all have an imagination, dreams, and a sense of wonder. And together, we can bring a lot of beauty into our shared world. So join me on Hatching Dreams podcast, and together we can bring this beauty into the world. Hi, I'm Teacher Jeannie, and you're listening to the very first episode of Hatching Dreams. Today, I'm so happy to be speaking with my son, Michael Goldman, who's played such a huge part in making the dream of our book, Your Own World, possible. We're going to talk about how we got to where we are today, where we want to go, and what benefits we can bring to others through our work. I also want to talk about why we're artists and what we love about art. Michael, do you want to say hi? Yeah, hi. Uh, glad to be here and uh, really excited to share everything we've been working on together. Yeah, cool. The book that we've been working on is, you know, about the child artist. It's about doing art projects with children. So I think I want to talk a little bit about what it was like watching you grow up being a, a, a child artist and then growing up and doing your art. But the first time I remember ever doing art with you, you were like less than two years old. And I got a huge piece of paper, laid it, and, and I was teaching preschool at the time, so I was around kids and, and art and stuff. But I laid a huge piece of paper out on the floor, got some paints and brushes, and you crawled around and I crawled around, and we got to paint, you know, coming at the painting from all different angles and different sides. And uh, it was sharing a wonderful freedom of joy just to be creating as we went along. And I still have that painting, actually. I kept it. And it's all folded up and probably cracking and stuff, but it's in a box at home. So I really like it. I really like all the stuff you've kept from my childhood years. And I, it means more to me now than ever before. So yeah. I'm glad you kept it. Yeah, I did keep it. And, you know, I got to say that your art was different than any other child's art. Well, each kid has their own style and art, but for some reason yours was quite different. It was, you know, your abstract images and your detail. Yeah, I don't remember that particular painting, but I do remember making a lot of stuff when I was a kid, going to class with you, you know, drawing the same things over and over again, the same way, eagles, mountains, symbols. Yeah, I love going back and looking at it now as an adult. Um, I also, when I was older, I can definitely remember getting into the detail and hyper-focusing on the, 
you know, the detail, especially like pencil, just because you can erase it. And I love redoing <laughs> things over and over again until it gets almost embedded in the surface yeah. itself. I would like to see it. I don't remember that specific painting, but I do remember making a lot of things and really enjoying it. I mean, it was always an outlet. It's always uh, therapeutic to make artwork. And so as I kept going, I mean, I, I have a lot of memories of making art as a kid. I don't remember being two years old. But yeah, I do have well, some of course, not it, many yeah. people remember when yeah. they're two years old <laughs> right. doing art. And I know how much work it is to, uh, to do art with kids. I have a, a toddler now and I, you know, in, in theory, I'd love to do art, you know, with my kid every day, but it's hard to fit it in with, you know, right. work-life balance. So. Right. But the times that we do get to do it together, it's always eye-opening and exciting. And it's great to, to have so much artwork I have. You know, you saved everything I ever, not everything I did. Actually, I kind of liked how you pick and choose because you don't save everything. Right. You save the stuff that you think is right. good and that you like, which is wonderful because it's not, it's not just wide open right. or everything is great. It right. has actually right. um, some criteria to it. But I do like looking at it now and then looking at my kids' artwork and seeing the similarities and, you know, in the stages of development and growth that they go through. So it's yeah. cool. And the cycle continues. Yeah, it's cool. And I, I actually am I'm happy that um, that I've saved it too because there's pictures that are going to be in the book that you did when you were little. Yeah, which, yeah, mm. which makes me feel. Yeah, one in particular that I have right here is a picture that Michael drew of um, this little guy with a funny hat on and he's got a speech bubble above him with all these little symbols, little dots and stars and spirals and all these different little abstract, you know, symbols. And so, you know, it's like, we're going to put it in the part of the book that says um, children, you know, through their art, they have a language of their own. You know, it's like. Yeah, he's pretty free looking. It's, it almost makes me, you know, laugh a little bit. Looking yeah. It's pretty comical. Comical, but pretty well executed. Yeah. You know, it's really nice. So. So I remember. So you grew up and then um, you went off to college, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember working in school with you a lot. Right. Before then. Um, it's not just all fun and games. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I saw all the prep work you did more so than, you know, a lot of people probably imagined went into it. And then a lot of cleanup <laughs> and <laughs> the amount of work that goes into it versus the amount of time you actually spend making our work is amazing. <laughs> you know? But we did, you know, many years together and then it was fun to be a kid and then work with the kids more as, as a, you know, assistant you know, teacher, plus it's fun to just be involved in the family business, you know, especially when you know that that business is providing so much, you know, for the family itself. So it was nice to contribute. And then eventually I did go off and uh, in college, you know, I had a lot of great teachers and professors. They really pushed process over product. And I always, it didn't um, totally make sense to me. I mean, you, you as a teacher, as an art teacher for young kids, I thought it was one aspect of it that was always great was how much you elevated their artwork through elevating the product itself. The process also was important to you. And you, you know, there's a few criteria rules or, you know, different projects have different steps to follow and you encourage them to, you know, when some kid doesn't want to add something or do it, do much work at all. You encourage them to a little bit more, or, right. you know, don't walk away so quickly, but you know, they're pretty free to do whatever they want and, you know, express their little personalities however they want. But in the end you frame it and you put it up on the wall and the product is something to be proud of for them and everybody, their parents and everybody else. So, I always took that with me. And in college, I didn't feel, you know, like they give you the technical, well, at least the school I went to, they didn't give you the technical skills, you know, to carry outside the classroom into the, the world of, you know, career and work. So having 
seeing you, uh, you know, emphasize both. I've always carried that with me. And now that we're putting into a book, an actual product, you know, I just always, this is something I've always thought about. So I, I think it's really awesome just to give the kid, just to make the kids feel like they're artists because yeah. they're not just expressing themselves. They're creating something. Right. And they're not just creating something. They're creating something that they can share with other people uh, and hang on the wall. So anyway, I just yeah, the kids, to touch on the that. kids often say to me, I'll, uh, I want to be an artist when I grow up. And yeah. I always tell them, hey, you already are, you know, <laughs> right. because they are. Say that many and, times. and their art is amazing. And, to, and I've always dreamt about putting a uh, child's picture next to a Picasso in a museum yeah. because their art, the way they compose, you know, the composition of their work and the way that it just comes out in such a honest, you know, raw. honest, raw, true, um, unadulterated you know it's just so pure you know it's beautiful you know and i think it's what a lot of artists actually aspire to do is this you know this like it just comes through them and it's just there you know and it's all them you know and they've done it but and letting them yeah not everything is to be kept right right so is it's i just think it's great that i don't know how to put into words yeah but, you know to, to to blanket statement say you know all kids art is amazing Right, I think would be inaccurate. So all kids are artists and all people can be artists. They're, they make some really incredible artwork, but I think it's really important to, to reiterate that it's, there's something very specific that when you look at it, you know, when you right. see that special quality to it, you know, anybody's right. capable of it, but you know, you look, there's things that you're seeing, right. you're not just seeing everything equally. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's. No. And, to say or, and um, we do have an art show with the kids artwork at the end of every session where I frame their artwork and I put it up and um, they get to talk about it and stuff. And I can remember back when I was teaching preschool at that time, we were taught that it w that it's the process, not the product that's important. And, but I can remember the kids doing a, it was, I think it was for St. Patrick's day or something. And I gave them different shades of green and they actually had gold paint they got to do. And, and the pictures were, you know, abstract. I mean, they were like kids art. They weren't anything that you could like say, whoa, that's great. Right. But, but one mom said to me, she said, well, let's frame them. So we framed them with colors that were complementary to the colors that were in the painting and we put them up on the wall and they were just, I remember thinking that was the moment I went, whoa, this is like, you know, something that needs to be honored and, and that is, that it's good. That it's great. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just removing something from its, <laughs> Wherever it was created, or this environment, putting it on a blank wall so yeah. you can really see it. Right. That's all the difference in the world. Right. You know? Right. So giving it space to uh, giving be, it space. be appreciated. Yeah. So I guess, you know, back to you went off to college and then you actually lived in other places of the world for a while. And I kept doing my teaching and I kept recording all the art projects we did and taking thousands and thousands <laughs> of pictures of the kids tens art of tens of thousands of pictures yeah literally and just always thinking that i would like make it into a book someday or i wanted to share it. i go oh man this artwork this project you know i want other people to know about it it's like too cool but never thinking how a book would come to be you know how would i do that you know and it was kind of embarrassing because I would tell the kids, I would take pictures of their art and I would say, oh, I'm writing a book and I'm going to do it. Well, like 10, 20 years later, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, your book, Jeannie, when is it going to come out? Um, you actually have a note that you wrote down about someone telling someone you were writing a book and it was 20 years ago. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So it's been a long time. So fast forward, 
like four years ago, I guess it was, one of the kids in my art classes, I was telling her about my book and she was older, you know, and so she she said, oh, Teacher Jeannie, I think I have an idea of how it can help or something like that. She goes, my mom works for a publisher, you know, maybe she can, you know, get you in. So she told her mom and then her mom emailed me and Kent Gustafson and got us together. And then I showed him, you know, what I had to offer and, you know, notes on all a lot of my art projects and kids art and stuff. And um, he goes, yeah, you can do it. You know, anyway, he showed me the way that um, it could happen, you know, and so uh, that was pretty amazing. And then I started to put some some pages, some mock pages of the book together by cutting and pasting and drawing and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how is this going to happen? I, I couldn't see how it, I could like make it into a book, you know. <laughs> and then I asked you, Michael, and I said, Michael, do you want to yeah. come on board and help out and get involved? And so you did. And Yeah, it was nice to have someone outside. You know, we've known Ken for a little while now, right. but at the time he was a stranger. So it was nice to have a stranger believe in you right. so much. Um, that was important. And helping us believe that we could do it as well. You know, the book has been very different than I always enjoyed art because it's relaxing, calming. Uh, I mean, you go up, there's highs and lows and you get frustrated. And it always starts off nice and then it, you dip, really go, you know, way down if you, you know, care about it. You go way low and then you put, if you can push through and finish it and be proud of it, then you end on a high and that high has always felt really good. So I guess the book is similar in that respect, but uh, in terms of, the relaxing meditativeness of it. <laughs> it's been quite the organizational task, uh, getting your journal, uh, organic journal-like thoughts to work their way onto the pages in a, in a way that would make sense to someone who's never met you before. Taking one of your classes has been challenging. You know, the, the whole point, what is the point of the book, right? To, to share what you've learned and to share what you have to offer. You always said it's the book that you wanted right. when you were a teacher right. starting out. It's not just a step-by-step -step by any means and all the little stories and stuff, anecdotes from someone who, who hasn't been to your art school or our class, they might not get it right away, but it, it is threaded in and it is connected uh, and can help with the, the way that you want people to view kids' artwork, which right. is not that it's all the same. You know, they, each kid has their own personality. You can really see that in the, in the artwork. And some kids in the book have, you know, if you have multiple pictures from the same kid you can really pick out now they've been looking at these pictures for four <laughs> years now like i can look at the pic i can almost tell who what kid it was just by you know seeing their right. little styles and their little patterns and stuff um but yeah it's been a real challenge so i didn't i kind of thought that i guess i didn't really think about it maybe i, I can't say i thought it'd be easier but i didn't really realize how hard it'd be because the way it goes on in class is so natural and but exactly it's been 30 years yeah. of teaching too right. so maybe the first i wasn't there the first year you taught maybe it was Equally as challenging. I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you want to oh, yeah. Well, the first years, it? it's def my teaching. And I think that's important for people to know, too, that it's the experience, you know, working with, you're not going to right away, you know, be a great art teacher, you know, it, it takes working with the kids. But I think it takes understanding the child artists, too, and the stages of development they go through, what, how, how a child sees the world, you know, to them, it's like wondrous. And through, and then through my art classes, I learned that having a story or teaching about, like we did this whole thing on ancient Egypt, you know, like it's just an incredible way to learn because the kids get to internalize what they're learning, let it 
sit and gel, let it cook inside of them, hmm. and then bring it out into their artwork to where it's something they can see and feel and touch. And, you know, it, it's this process that it, it's a, a great learning process. Um, yeah, and I got to be on the, I got a backstage seat for a lot of years. Yeah. I did your flyers for, right. a, you know, the last 10 plus years. Right. I don't know. So it definitely helps. I mean, I know kind of how you operate and what you're looking for. And it, it's definitely helped me try and translate that, right. you know, onto the pages. And I can't see anybody else being able to do that because you were so involved in the life, in my life too. Yeah because you came to art classes with me when you were little, every time, yeah. you know, I pick you up at school and bring you to art class. So you knew it in a way somebody else might not know it. So you were able to take the magic of that and the, and a lot of it's like unstructured too. So how do you, in a book, talk about or reveal the magic behind it all too. So with cool. your illustrations and you're helping me with the text a lot too, and the way you, we or, together organized it, I think, um, I mean, it's hard to talk about. I think you have yeah. to see the book and read it and really get a feel right. for. Yeah. I mean, I think when you yeah. come into the class, um, it's easy to skip over some things that are really important because they kind of happen seamlessly. Now they've done them so many right, times, but right. like prepping the kids. So in class, you have a structure to your class, even though you're very big on uh, the idea of, you know, freedom and, and lack of structure and not putting art in a <laughs> box and that right, whole thing. Right. Like you're very... Uh, anti art in a box, but but in class there is a structure. They come in, they have free time, they do a little drawing exercise, maybe, and there's a story. Right, the story is very high, heavily related to the project. It preps the kids, it gets them warmed up, you know, gets their wheels turning and their imaginations flowing, and and then you do an example and you make the kids, uh, <laughs> you make them wait and watch you do it. <laughs> yeah. Which um, and they're chomp always, they're chomping at the bit to yeah, get started. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I was, but sometimes they like to say, they give me ideas. I go, oh, teacher Jeannie, you can do this, oh, you can they do love that. To try and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when they see okay. their ideas oh, show great. up in your picture, they're even more excited. Um, but I always thought it was funny how you, you, know, you have them, you know, there is structure. You know, right. you, you, they sit oh, there, there they structure. watch you do it because they need the time to process what you're trying to push them towards a little right. bit. And then they go off and they do it. You set them free. And then, you know, at the very end of the, the session, you do the art, art show. So. Right. Even though for so, for somebody who says, who, you know, is big on talking right. about lack of structure, there actually is a structure. And that goes along with elevating process and product. I mean, there's a nice balance to the whole there thing. There is. You know? and, and I got to say, they do like the structure because sometimes they want to be the yeah. ones that go, I want to read the story or sure. I want to show how to do it. You know, so, so there is some structure, right. but within that structure, there's a lot of freedom and they know how to navigate. They know how to navigate in it. Yeah, and, and I like that it's a two-hour class too, because some people say, "Oh, you kids can't sit there for two hours and do art." Well, there's a play area where if a kid's finished doing their art project, they go. So it all, and that's what's hard to like, you know, put into a book. How do you explain all these things going on? But because we're all in this like amazing world where we're in sync with each other, things just flow, and they. They just have, they, how do you explain it? They just. Well, I know how easily things can go snowball out of control <laughs> with kids. So. Well, that's true. You know, I've taught a little bit myself, not art, but I've worked with kids and one little, you know, thing you didn't expect can just <laughs> like spiral <laughs> to places you would never imagine. So, you know, you start off thinking like a project 
what could possibly go wrong? And then they come up with ways where the train just derails. Right. And like you didn't even know, you know, where right. you ended up. But in class, they have some idea what to expect. And right. that's it's nice. But that's all so, part of it too. Yeah, yeah. So getting that into the right. book is challenging because you don't want the reader to think that they have to follow you step by step. Every environment is different. Every kid's different. Right. Every group, you know, right. the kids are different. And then you put them with other kids and then that changes the dynamic. So. Right. And then the same kid will go with a different group and that dynamic. Right. So with all the variables involved, it's important to, it was important for you to express to the reader the openness, the freedom that they should feel doing it. But at the same time, you want to give them enough tips and tricks exactly. to, to make it go smoothly. So exactly. That was the hard part. That was the hard part. But it is a beautiful book. And another thing I like about the book is that in this teaching process, uh, because children, you know, the world of a child is like fantasy, right? So with the art projects and with a lot of the storytelling, you know, there's this element of fantasy, but there's truth in there too, where they're learning about, you know, the stages that a butterfly goes through or, well, we even did like, um, we made a whole community with these wood sculpture houses and each of their wood sculptures houses was different. And we put it on a big piece of paper and we made roads and rivers and, but but not like anything I don't think anybody's ever seen. I mean, it, the kid's imagination goes wild. So, Yeah, and the, yeah. The, the class itself that you teach follows the seasons, right? It follows Your the sessions, seasons, you have right. four sessions a year. Um, so at the heart of it all is are the cycle of seasons. And you do a lot with nature, collecting nature items, putting right. them in the artwork or books, incorporate a little bit of history or a little, you know, about right. different artists or a little bit of, um, you know, some science something interesting science facts about nature in some way. And then that it, it's, it's yeah. a way for them to learn, you know, you're teaching them something and then they're digesting it and, you know, it's sticking with them because of the, the right. artwork that they make after right. or during. And, and they're throughout. moving into that world. Like we, we've done Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh has been a big one with starry night and stuff. But one time we did wood sculpture houses again and we, they made uh, Van Gogh's yellow house. And I remember this little boy taking all this time to make, little easels you know and he, he goes oh van gogh's gonna love this you know gave, gave him a lot and so in one of the rooms of the house there was all these little easels that he put in there and another one wanted to make van gogh feel more happy so he drew or she i think it was a she drew a little picture of van gogh's mother in the window to make him happy <laughs> so i mean they they invest they become what they're learning is brought into their world they feel part of it you know yeah they're part of something that they created they have like a control over it, but it's mm -hmm. also infinite. So yeah, it's right. like a push and pull kind of thing. But yeah. uh, they crack me up all the time in class. I mean, they come up <laughs> with stuff that you just, as an adult, it's like, I, I don't know, it's like near impossible now to have those kind of thoughts. And then they bounce off each other. And, right. you know, another thing too with the book is like it, anyone can read it and they can do it with just their one kid. Or they could do it with a group, but you working in a group has been super important. I mean, can you imagine like teaching class to yeah. one child versus a group of kids? It's a totally different thing. It'd game, be a right? totally different thing. I think it could be a cool thing for like a mother and a child. It would be like a more intimate little relationship where they would be feeding off of each other, but with a group of kids. And we do work at round tables. So when they're sitting at a round table, the conversations are, are crack. You know, yeah. they're like incredible. They feed off of each other. Sometimes you'll definitely see something in one child's piece of, you know, drawing repeated in other people's, other kids around. Yeah, you always say it spreads. It spreads. Like <laughs> one time we even said, oh my gosh, 
I said, you haven't caught a cold, you've caught an art idea, you know. <laughs> it's contagious, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, and the yeah. kids crack up. The kids crack things. up. So these are all things that, you know, we wanted to, um, and like, did I, I think I did say about fantasy and reality, weave oh, its way through yeah, the book. At the heart of the book. Yeah, I mean, it's just constantly playing off each other through the whole book. The heart of the book so, is yeah, helping people see that the fantasy reality acts, you know, it's there, it's, the fantasy is real and the reality is fantasy right. and it goes back and forth and right. the line is blurred and the kids are all in because the kids are all in on everything they do and, yeah. and to go into that world with them or make your own world and invite them into that. I mean, it's all right. uh, really energizing and rewarding and it just leads to so many, you know, amazing interactions right. and, yeah. and products of artwork too. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's educational for everybody. And I can't wait for you guys out there, whoever buys the book, to see the artwork, you know. And that, and the artwork that's in the book hasn't even touched all that I wish to share in the future, so. Yeah, and taking yeah. pictures in class, uh, I know how difficult it yeah. is because you're trying to teach a class and take notes and take photos at the same time. So we've edited hundreds of pictures <laughs> yeah. and, you know, things it's, are taken in the moment. It, there's, you know, whether it's blurry or at a weird angle or whatever, it's taken a lot of um, to present it you know, in a, a book format, it's taken a lot of work to, oh, to get it. Yeah. To show people what, we're, right. what you're trying to. And I want to see, thank you, Michael, teach. because I know how much work it's been to edit those photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mother who was not a photographer <laughs> gave him all these, uh, you know, photos to edit and put in the book. So you put in your time, big time, you know, into the book. And, uh, well, it's been really uh, rewarding. Yeah. I think I know, we're both pretty proud of yeah. where it's gone. And, uh, Appreciative of the help we've gotten and can't wait for yeah. people's reaction. To see what to people yeah. see. Yeah. So I guess we'll say goodbye. Thank you, Michael. Maybe we'll have another podcast sometime together. <laughs> and yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'll yeah. be uh, editing pictures and, and I'll be finishing layouts. Yeah. And I'll be contacting, you know, people that now, yeah, because we have to get permission to use all the photos. Yeah. You know, a lot to do. Art, so we have a oh, lot to okay. do. Yeah. But we right. love it. And it's yeah. It's been it's been a challenge. An adventure. Yeah. It's been an adventure. Yeah. Which that's what life's about. Right. All right, well thanks All for right. having me. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Michael. Wow, that was a great conversation. Find and connect with me, Jeannie Goldman, on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com forward slash IN forward slash teacher genie. Thanks. <laughs>